opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good evening, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We are going to talk about computer scamming and... We are also going to talk about some general security awareness tips that will help you in your everyday life. I would like to first begin this presentation with computer scamming. So I'm going to turn this over to Bob Cronin, who is part of New York Citizens with Low Vision and He's going to give you some information as well. Bob, go ahead. Thank you, Rosanna, and welcome to everyone who is here. Um, my name is Bob Cronin. As Rosanna said, I'm a member of the New York State Council of Citizens with Low Vision. Uh, and the first thing I'm going to tell you is I by far do not know everything about everything related to computer scamming. And that's why, for me, ACB is so important. Uh, as a member of the New York State Council of Citizens with Low Vision, I'm also a member of CCLVI Council of Citizens with Low Vision International, uh, the American Council of the Blind of New York, and last but far from least, the American Council of the Blind. And you know, there's a tremendous amount of resources out there to help with all sorts of things. And my membership has given me the opportunity to make friends for life. So if you're in New York, consider joining us. If not, there's CCLVI and of course, ACB. So I'm here to talk about computer scams. The first thing you need to know about the people that design these things is it's their job. It's what the designers do 24 seven. And like you on your jobs, they get pretty good at what they do and they learn from their mistakes. The second thing to know is they're heartless. They don't care who they're taking it from. They don't care whether you're laughing at their scam. If they get one or two people, however many, they're great. So how did my journey into computer scamming begin? Well, it started about 10 years ago. And uh, I was sitting happily at home when my phone rang. And a gentleman called me and told me he was from Windows and that my computer had been hacked. He was using one of the three main ways to scam people, fear. And I fell for it like a ton of bricks. Yeah, I'd like to tell you I figured it out, but he had me on the hook. And he was talking to me and telling me what he could do to help clean up my computer. But you know, at some point, it just didn't make sense to me. And at that point, I ended the conversation politely. I ended up calling up my internet service provider and they, of course, advised me what was going on, that it was a scam. I was fortunate. I didn't give out information. I didn't give a credit card or identifying stuff. 
I dodged the bullet, so to speak, but he had me. And what scammers try to do in fear is to create just enough fear in you to affect the way you think. And then they're going to rescue you. So the second example that I have that involve me personally in scamming was a phishing email I received. It looked so real. It was from a financial provider, or I thought I should say, a financial provider that uh, I was did business with and advised me that I had spent $600 on something from Germany. Obviously, I hadn't done it. But hey, there was a solution. They had a number I could call on the email. Oh, joy. And of course, I called the number. Once again, we started a conversation. And uh, the individual told me that certainly they could help me. But again, the questions they asked me didn't make a lot of sense. If they were from the provider, certain information should have allowed them to access my account. Once again, I became suspicious and I politely terminated the call. I then went to the provider's website not what was in the email, but once on the internet, the site that I would access. I got in touch with the provider's support, explained to them what happened. They explained to me that there were no, were no transactions on my account. But then they asked me something which has helped me a great deal since then. They said, well, where did the email come from? I said, it came from you guys. They said, no. They said, why don't you take a look at the address of the email? And the first part of the address certainly did have the provider's name, but there was more to it. Uh, there was a lot more. And they said, that's not our email address. So I learned two things, two things which are very important to me uh, from that particular experience. One was never to click a link or call a number in the email address, in the email that I received. And the second thing was to look very carefully at the email address. I've gotten dozens and dozens of different phishing messages since then. But the what I will do, especially if they shake me up, and yes, they can still do that even today, what I will do is I will go to the provider's website whatever it is, and get in touch with someone from support. I will not, I will not use the links or the phone numbers in the email address. There are times that it may be a completely legitimate email, but I still choose, for me, caution is the watchword. But you know, they've gotten even smarter in scamming. Another email I got, I happened to be serving as the treasurer for a small Lions Club. And I got an email from the president and it said, are you available for a transaction today? Somehow, somehow they had put the president and myself together. I actually called the president because we didn't do transactions that way. And the president said, no, I, I didn't send that. Once again, had I looked at the email address up top, I would have known that right away. 
But scammers have gotten to the point where they can put things like that together. They've also gotten to the point where you can get a letter seemingly from someone you know. It's kind of a common phishing thing now saying, I'm out of town. I need to get a gift or a charity donation for someone. Can you please help me out? And it looks like it's coming just from them. So for me, the watchword is caution. Uh, secondly, the second source of email scamming is our own tendency to want something for very little or for nothing. And for me, if it's too good to be true, I got to really think about it. So obviously, many of you have probably heard it's an old, old wrinkle, the Nigerian print scam. Basically, they've modified it since then. But what this did is I get an email from someone who said they are a prince from Nigeria. They're about to inherit big money, but they don't have enough money to pay for the processing fee. If I will help them with the money for the processing fee, they'll split whatever they get with me. And uh, of course, uh, that's not going to happen. What's going to happen is they're going to take my money and go. Um, but they've gotten even better at that these days. Uh, one of the ways that you can spot phishing, especially if it seems to come from a provider or a um, financial institution you're with, is bad grammar. And in most cases, uh, large financial institutions are going to send you uh, things that are reasonably grammatically correct. There's not going to be a whole lot of errors in them. What I would suggest to you is that uh, anything that makes you uncomfortable and uh, go to the, especially if you use the provider, because in some cases you'll get emails from providers you don't even use. They're just phishing, as it were. Um, go to the provider's website um, and uh, check it out through them. And uh, I don't want to beat a dead horse. Uh, we'll be talking to you. You'll be sharing your experiences. And that's one of the things that's so important about this, because I only have the ones that I have to go by. And we'll, we'll bang it around a bit. Rosanna, I'm going to turn it back to you. And thanks for your time, guys. Okay, thank you. And I will just, as uh, as Bob said, uh, I will tell you, think before you click, if that's a good way to remember uh, when you are, you know, working on a computer. Um, and in terms of just looking at an email, by the way, if you hover over the email address in the, you know, the to field uh, or the from field, I'm sorry, uh, sometimes you can detect that there's something fishy about that particular email. So you definitely want to check that out. I will tell you that you will get, and I've seen this happen, emails from, and it happened to me actually, I had gotten an email from Best Buy, as a matter of fact, and I looked at it and it said Best Buy, it had the logo, the whole nine yards, you know, everything was in it. 
And I was like, oh, well, wait a minute. There's something funny. It's telling me that I that I need to pay for my total tech support. And I was like, but I just did this. So I can't possibly owe them money. I said, something's really weird. And I printed it out, looked at it really carefully, and realized that there was uh there were things missing from the email and there were things in the email that were that was actually misspelled. That's another key factor when you receive emails. If you see an email from uh, Best Buy or you know a known company, or you think it's a known company, and you see something missing or you see misspelled words in it, I would say that it probably is not from the real source. Um, the other thing about, I want to just, I'm going to move a little bit toward the internet and a little bit about banking and credit cards because there's a lot of fraud that happens on that end of the spectrum as well. And there are things you can do to, to keep yourself safe. But in the, right now, fraud is a really major problem. And many of these fraudsters, honest to God, that's all they do all day is they make a lot of money sitting there figuring out how they can, you know, get money from people from your and could be from your account or somebody else's account. Okay. And what they will do is try to get information about your bank account. So sometimes you will get a charge on your credit card for $2, okay, or $1.50, maybe five bucks. And you look at it and you say, I don't know who this is. I never heard of them. And chances are you haven't. What the fraudster is doing at that point is trying to see if they can get money from your account. And <clears throat> what will happen is a week later, or even a month later, the same fraudster will try to take out $100 or $200. Because now that's like, oh, I got a, a live account. I was able to get five bucks. Let's see if I can get a hundred bucks. All right. When you see something on your account in your statement, and I really suggest you check your statements really carefully, um, you need to call your provider and let them know, hey, this is not my charge, okay? And I want to take a minute here to explain the difference between fraud and non-fraud, all right? I do this for a living, um, so, uh, and I I could be here all day explaining some of the, the, the scenarios that I see at work, but when you have something on your statement that truly is not yours that truly you have you don't even know who the the person is or who the company is and you did not and i underword underline the word not give them your credit card number okay then that <clears throat> that comes under fraud okay if you have something on your account i'm going to use uh let's see i'm going to use Amazon, for example, just for an example, and you have Amazon Prime, and 
but you haven't made any purchases on Amazon Prime in six months, and all of a sudden, a charge for Amazon Prime shows up on your statement. And it's like, okay, there's something here with $20. Hey, I didn't buy anything from Amazon. You know, what's this 20 bucks? Okay, well, that is what we call non-fraud. And the reason why that is considered non-fraud is because you already have an existing account with Amazon for Prime. So they already have your credit card information in their database. So even though you did not make the charge and the charge does not belong to you, that is what we consider non-fraud. And at that point, we can open a dispute claim and uh, you know dispute that with the merchant to charge back that money to your account. And um, it's important to know the difference because when you call your bank and they ask you, is this an unauthorized or authorized transaction? You need to understand that if you have done business with this company, although the transaction may not have been authorized, it is still a non-fraud and needs to go into a dispute claim, not a fraud claim. Um, just an FYI, also, when you call and they send you out a new card in replacement for the card that you had, may have had fraud or a dispute claim on, they close the account, they send you out a new card with a new account number, okay? Unfortunately, MasterCard and Visa, if you have a reoccurring charge, MasterCard and Visa can give the merchant that new account number. So, unfortunately, getting a new card may not necessarily stop that from happening. Okay, you may have to check your statement, make sure it doesn't show up again. Um, but yes, they can. Um, the other one other thing I want to just mention here as a quick thought. There is something called elder abuse, and you know, I'm sure people have heard of things like money laundering and things of that nature. Um, I want to talk a little bit about elder abuse because people who are older, uh, who are seniors, they're, you know, maybe 70s and 80s, um, what very often happens is they have a caretaker or family member, and it's usually people that they know, which is the sad part of this. Uh, they may give their card to them to go to the store to get something for them or whatever, and lo and behold, they start to see something on their statement that isn't theirs, or they see money that has come out of their account that was not supposed to, you know, where they were not, they did not tell the person to, you know, take out XYZ dollars, okay? That can turn into a major problem where once these people have your account number, they can continue to take that money out of your account. It is very, 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 very critical. Do not give your credit card information, your social security number, 
any of your personal information to anyone that you do not trust or you do not know or you're unsure of. As Bob said earlier, if you get a funny email and you're not sure, call the company. Uh, I've gotten phone calls. You know, people say, you know, oh, we need, you know, we're going to offer you this or whatever. We need your account. No. Okay. And if you're not sure who they are, fine. You hang up the phone and call the company directly and say, I just want to know, did you give me a call? Blah, 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 blah. Okay. And probably nine times out of 10, you'll find out it wasn't them. So yeah, be really, really critical about that. Careful about giving out your information. Do not share information. A big issue, uh, and Diane, who's here tonight, will share something along this line that happened to her. Um, the biggest, one of the biggest things is computer companies like Microsoft or whatever will call you. Oh, I'm calling you from Microsoft. You know, your computer has been breached or whatever. Yeah, no. Uh, you don't know if they're really from Microsoft. You don't know who they are from a hole in the wall. You sure as heck don't want to give them any information regarding your computer, regarding your bank account. A lot of times they'll say, oh, well, I need you to go into XYZ so that I can fix your computer. No, they're looking for an IP address that's inside your computer so that they can then enter your computer whenever they so so please. So um, be very well aware of that. Rosanna? Um, yes. I'd, I'd like to go over this one other area of, of scams that isn't computer related. Uh, some of them are robocalls, but yes. uh, they're the calls you get. And I'm sure all of you have gotten them at one point or another from someone purporting to be from the Social Security Administration or possibly the IRS. Uh, the ones that I've gotten from uh, these people purporting to be from the Social Security Administration say something like, uh, there's a problem with your account. Your benefits are going to be terminated unless you call uh, mm -hmm. this number. Yep. The ones that I've gotten from the uh, purportedly, I say, because it's not from the uh, IRS, it's from officer so-and-so saying that uh, you owe a tremendous amount of money uh, and you better call this number. Once again, the idea of the scammer is to uh, frighten you yep. to call the number. The Social Security Administration and IRS generally, to my knowledge, uh, don't make calls to, to threaten you. If, I think the first thing you would get from that from them as a letter uh, the only time i've gotten a call from social security is if i've accessed their web uh website or called them uh, and they give you the option if they're going to be away for a long time to call you back in an hour or two but that's something you would have set up you should not be getting calls from them and a lot of these calls are robo calls and uh, they give you a number to call back, and the person you're calling back is the scammer. Okay. Well, Social Security and and the government websites, the government sites, they do not call you on the phone. They only go through the mail. And Bob is right about that. So if it's someone from Social Security, 
no if they're looking for your social security number and, and information no you can hang up and call social security directly yourself um and and check with them bob is absolutely correct uh there's another thing too social media guys you know people a lot of us are on facebook a lot of us are on mastodon and other social media platforms be really really careful what you say on these social media platforms they they can uh also be infiltrated by fraudsters and um Wi-Fi is another thing. Make sure when you use your Wi-Fi that it is your Wi-Fi. It is your personal Wi-Fi. Do not use public Wi-Fi. This is a problem at airports where there are public Wi-Fis because unfortunately with public Wi-Fis, guess what? Hackers can get your information through public Wi-Fi. So be really, really careful. Make sure when you are boarding a flight, that you take everything with you, you have all your belongings and everything, you know, all your personal information is on your person. Um, so these are just tips that hopefully, uh, you know, many tips. These are just some tips that I hope will help people be a little bit more safe and think, again, think before you click. Think you know when you get a phone call think about it and say oh my gosh is this really real and you know during the pandemic you know a lot of these calls were scam calls because they were they knew that they could could get people interested in doing things because people wanted to know okay so a lot of this started i think during the pandemic and just kind of snowballed um, um yeah why don't we at this point uh unless there's something really more big throw it up into the folks to hear yeah. what they have to say and hear their questions and what comments. i would like to do yeah what i want to do right now is turn it over to diane diane scalzi because i know that she has something that happened to her and i think it was it would be a a good thing to share diane yes can you hear me yes yes Okay, great. Um, I I actually have I, I don't know if I was going to tell you the story that 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 you might I don't know if you would know about the other one that I was going to tell, but um, and it, you know if I can have enough time I can tell both of them. But um, the one I was going to tell, um, as you know, I've been the um, treasurer of Blind Information Technology Specialists since last March. And I got an email one day from someone billing us for web services. And it was around, it was over, it was probably around $2,500 that they wanted. And unfortunately, the first thing that occurred to me was not, this is a scam. Uh, the first thing that occurred to me was, wowie, if I have to pay this, how am I going to do it? because um you know we didn't have as much as they wanted in the checking account and um so i you know i thought am i gonna have to take it out of the savings account or something and this uh, purported to be sent to uh jeff bishop our president uh so i actually wrote back and said well give me more information about this and they sent me uh, a similarly 
innocuous email back. You know, they didn't really give me any more information. And then pretty soon after that, I got it. We got an email from Jeff that said, this is a scam. Don't don't pay it. So uh, I, I was glad, of course, that I hadn't paid it. But I, I usually try to be very careful about things like that. That and, was a good catch, Diane. <laughs> yeah. So, I, you know, I usually try to try to be careful and I usually think I, I am careful, but I, I fell for this kind of because, you know, we've been doing a lot of work and we have been working on our website and stuff and we're going to be continuing to do so. And, you know, I, I, uh, you know, I figure it could cost money. So I was glad that Jeff intervened there and that I didn't have to think about it anymore. Um, and the other thing that happened I was on a Zoom call and my husband comes running down to my office and says, you need to turn off your Wi-Fi. And he was telling me that he was talking to a guy on the phone. Is this a story, Ro Rosanna? Yep, that's the one I remember, yeah. Yeah. Um, so he said, you got to turn off your Wi-Fi and log off everything because I, I'm on the phone with Apple and they, you know, they said, they said that your uh, account has been hacked. So I said, you know, I tried to tell him, Joe, this is a scam. Hang up. And he was he wound up being on the phone with them for like two hours. And eventually they gave him a phone number that purported to be from our bank. Um, you know, so that we could, you know, get some char fraud charges off of our account that had been someone had purchased something in China at 430 in the morning. And, um, you know, it. and I just could not convince my husband to hang up from them. He, you know, the, he, the, the guy sounded so real to him. And um, so eventually he did get off the phone and he didn't call the number that they gave him. He called our bank. We have someone at the bank that we work with, and we asked her to check our account and make sure everything was okay and everything was. So some of them, you know, just sound so, yeah, it, so they do, amazing. they just sound so real that even yeah. intelligent people can be taken. Yep. Uh, and Diane, then, yes. Two, two things you guys did right. The first thing um, uh, uh, from your first uh, email encounter uh, that you receive the bill um is uh, take a deep breath and call the president yep <laughs> if that happens again and and i would suggest that to everyone uh take a deep breath call the press what they want to do is panic you um mm -hmm. yep. and and uh for uh, uh with regard to the call that your your husband received it's similar kind of to the one that I, I received. Um, and again, the idea is to panic you, but generally Apple's not going to know uh, whether you've been no. hacked. Uh, no. And um, uh, again, if that something similar happens, and you're concerned and I get that, I would be too. Okay. Uh, thank you, sir. Uh, I'll call you back and then find the number for the real provider whoever it is mm -hmm. and and give them a call yeah he my husband wound up being they kept him on the phone for two hours and t just kept yeah. telling him all kinds of stuff you know they were trying everything they could think of to get him to bite so um you know it's they will uh 
it looks like they'll do. Oh, and, and I've got a third one I can tell you if you don't mind, because I just heard Lucy Edmonds' name. Um, I got a call. Oh, last week sometime, I think, around 10 o'clock in the morning from Lucy Edmonds. At least that's what it said on my phone. So I called her and I said, Lucy, did you call me? And she said, no. And I thought, well, yeah, she might have left a message on my voicemail. But, you know, I, I just wanted to call her back and just in case she needed something. And I'm wondering you know, once I got off the phone with her and she said she didn't call me, was somebody spoofing her phone number and calling me? Because that's another thing that they can do. Yeah, they can. And uh, so if I'm if I can interject here, my phone was actually off at the time that Diane uh, got the call. I mean, I had my phone totally off because I was in a funeral. Oh, how interesting. So, yeah, I mean, I have no idea how that happened. <laughs> that's, yep. that's scary. So yeah. someone probably spoofed her number yep. and was calling people on it, you know, and th then it was coming across on my phone as being from Lucy. So if, that's another if, thing. <laughs> if they can spoof a number, because I've also gotten a lot of calls, they seem like they're calling from someone local. So you're more inclined, I might be more inclined to take the call. A lot of people, if they don't recognize the call, won't won't necessarily take it, especially if they don't recognize the number. It may have been a sheer coincidence that they got Lucy's number. Uh, I don't know. But I do know that that uh, I, I've gotten many calls from what seems to be a local number. And uh, I, if they don't leave a message, Sometimes I'll do uh, star six nine, which I can do for my thing to get the number, and it will come back and say this number is no longer in service. Yep, I get a lot of those. I get them every day. Or you can't. <laughs> so, but the, I, I think exist. the idea yes. is, if it comes from a local number, uh, you might be more inclined to pick it up than if it comes from somewhere yep. way out in Timbuktu. Definitely. And, Kathy, and do you have any hands, by the way? Um. Well, not yet, since you hadn't asked for any. Uh, may I say one one more thing, mm -hmm. and then I'll shut up. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, the IRS does sometimes call people. They have uh, an office called Automated Collection, you know, when they get an inventory of certain cases, and they will call people, you know, to try to get them to work to yes, settle their um, taxes. Yep. And so sometimes you'll get a call and it will be legitimate. But if you do, um, you know, they one one thing they have to do is give their ID number. And, you know, you can you can confirm, you know, call, maybe call their office and confirm that if, if you want to, if you're in any doubt. But, um, yeah, they have to give their uh, and if they leave a message, they leave like a case number that um, that you you know, can call, you can call the real number and check to, to make sure that it's legitimate. So uh, usually, the, but but they'll always contact you by mail first. Yeah, that's what I thought. Most yep. of the time. Yeah, they, yeah. Yep. Yes, Rosanna, you have hands up. Oh, okay, go ahead. Who do we have, Kathy? Okay, Roberta. Roberta, thank you. 
You're still muted, Roberta. And it's and I'm Cindy. I, I answered. Oh, Cindy, anything. I'm sorry. Don't worry about. It. Don't be so. I'm answer. Okay, Roberta, you're still muted. Sorry, my fault. Um, okay. I, hi, I have heard before, and I have never known how to hover. I I'm a Jaws user. How do I hover to get that email address or the URL that's part of a link? Oh, you know what? I have to tell you, it's not easy as a JAWS user, and I am a JAWS user myself. Um, what I try to do, <clears throat> honestly, is I will shift tab back to that area, and I will go to the to field, have the to field read it. It should read what's underneath it. It should read you the whole URL. Okay. Um, yeah, I would try to do that. Yeah, just do shift tab, go back to the two field, and it should read you the URL. Just listen very, very carefully to make sure it's, you know, it's legitimate. Right. Okay. And are you taking stories? Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Okay. My, my quick story is, and this has happened a number of times, back in the day when we had old-fashioned answering machines. I'd get a phone from work. I'd punch the answering machine button, and I'd get this message from somebody saying, we have a case number, and it involves fraudulent activities by so-and-so, which was a known name to me, a good friend of mine, and we need you to contact us regarding this case. And I'd be like, I don't think so. And, and of course, I just always erased it. Nothing ever happened. So, you know, again, it somehow... People figure out connections and they use names and, you know, or, you know, a, a lady, one time I heard a story saying she got a spoof phone message and she said, my husband commented to me, she's, he, you know, she said, I looked at the number of the incoming call and she's, he, he said to her, you know, well, you know, what's up? She goes, well, it's a phone call from my own phone number. So. Oh, so, yeah, so you never know. You never know. Yeah. You never know. Always Thank err you. on the side of caution. Yes, absolutely. Especially nowadays. I I find that it's ultra necessary. Cindy, you have uh, another hand? Or is Russia anyone in three hands up. Yeah. No, Lucy doesn't have her hand up yet. I'm watching. Okay, iPhone, you want to let us know who you are. Sorry. You are still muted, iPhone. Mm. What? Okay. What I'll do is I'll go to the next person. So, uh, so they're trying to unmute. Okay. Mm -hmm. Nora, go ahead. Yeah, hello. Hi. You, you can call me? Yeah, hi. Yes. Hello. We we have my hand. I have, I have uh, in the past I have gotten calls about my computer saying somebody from India was saying uh, was somebody from India Indian accent ever say we have gotten a reference or about your computer. They would they say that uh, it's some suspicious activity on my computer, and I just hang up after a while and. Couple of questions to my family about it, and then they told me to hang up. So, and and sometimes I get uh, strange mails. It's my uh, I'm a like 
you can get a lot of people can get phone numbers from the phone book or from somebody's voter's registration ID, a card, and things like that. And with that, where I would get phone calls from, like from uh, the air conditioning company, and I just say, I do not own a home, and I just hang up. Well, that's fine. That's, you know, you don't want to entertain those calls, so that's a good thing. Yep. I just, I just uh, tell them what I, the truth, and then hang up. Yep. Thank you for sharing, Nora. Thank you. Hey, uh, my phone is now unmuted. Go ahead. Thank you. This is Welcome, iPhone. <laughs> I can't, I'm sorry. Can you all hear me? Yes. I can, yes. Oh, thank you. Okay. Hi, this is Mary Turlock in Louisville. And um, one, two things. One thing I will get the complete email address. Uh, it's also hard for me to just let Jaws play it. Uh, you're very difficult to understand and kind of muffled. Can you repeat that? We may have lost her. Yeah, I don't know what happened to her. Mm-hmm. I know she's, I don't know what, she got muted, she muted herself. Oh. Do we have another hand? Yeah, yeah we'll go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Deanna, you're up. Um, I think lately I've been getting a lot of text messages. Mm-hmm. And they'll say something like, um, U.S. Post Office couldn't deliver your package. And I'm going, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you know, call us. And, and I'm thinking, well, how would the post office know my phone number from a package that was <laughs> supposed to be delivered? That doesn't make any sense. So I never respond. And because my last name is Noriega, I get a lot of threatening calls from the customs office, supposedly. Oh my that God. says that I have a, uh, that they've intercepted a package with contraband in it addressed to me and I need to return their call because usually if I don't recognize the phone number, I let it go straight to voicemail. Mm-hmm. And if they leave me a voicemail, then um, I figure it's legitimate enough that I can call back. But now, because I have a recently released children's book up on Amazon, I keep getting no- calls from a supposed person in San Diego who wants to promote my book. But the English, it's not that it's foreign, but it's uh, the person does not sound well educated. Mm-mm. So I'm pretty sure it's some kind of a scam to get me to buy some sort of services from them to pr- promote my book. Because the first time they were going to be going to an international book fair in Guadalajara and they wanted to, to feature my book at their booth. And I'm thinking, okay, what you want me to do is to pay you or to order books and send them to you or something that's going to cost me money. Um, 
So I haven't been responding, but it's been going on. My book came out in September, and I got the first one the day after it went up on Amazon and said that I was in consideration for a prize. First of all, I want to say congratulations on your book. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought that's really important. The other thing is the U.S. post office is not going to text you. So you're absolutely correct. And I got the same message actually last week. It happened to me as well. And um, it's it's just, it's not going to happen. So it's just uh, as Rosanna, well. Rosanna, I'm sorry. I, 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 I lost my internet. Okay. I lost my internet, so I'm on <laughs> my phone now. All right, welcome back. Um, okay. I would just definitely disregard that email uh, text message altogether. The the one from the um, customs thing is probably a scam as well. But that, honestly, I think you should report that to the attorney general because uh, that has to do with a legal agency. Mm-hmm. And uh, if if there is a phone number attached to that, I would definitely uh, alert the attorney general about that. They will investigate that. Sure. Okay, because it's a uh, it's a uh, a very threatening male voice in a lower register. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is Sergeant So and So, you know, kind of voice, and um, the. The other one I got was actually rather funny because he called to tell me that I just won a car. <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> and, really? <laughs> and all I had to do was call his supervisor so they, could, so they could arrange delivery. Yeah, no, you know that's definitely fraud. <laughs> so he gave me a phone number and yeah. I looked at it and I thought, that doesn't sound like a... Yeah, and that, I that said, is not Where real. is your supervisor? And he said, oh, um, St. Louis. <laughs> So I'm thinking, okay, I'm about two hours from St. Louis, but that's not a St. Louis prefix. So I called um, the police and said, what do I do about this? Because I don't think it's legitimate. He says, well, we really can't do anything about it. And I said, okay. Yeah, okay. So about an hour and a half later, he called me back and he says, you haven't called my supervisor yet. Um, and he's ready to deliver the car. And I said, okay, if I Mm-mm. call him back, when could he have it delivered? And he said, 20 minutes. And I'm going, yeah, he flew that car <laughs> from St. Louis and it's 20 minutes out from being at an address that I haven't given him. <laughs> uh, oh, gosh. No, that is definitely yeah. but I called, that is definitely I also called the operator to ask her where that area code was. And she said it was someplace in the Caribbean. Yeah, that's. I was just gonna say. I bet you it's out of the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh huh. Most of those kind of calls are definitely overseas, and they're out of the country. Do not, when you get a call like that, just ignore it. Do not call them back because then they have your number. You don't mm-hmm. want to do that. Just report it if you have to to the attorney general. I, those calls, I definitely would record report for sure. Because those okay. are scary. Yeah. Well, those are the, that's the kinds of things I've had. But yeah. being that I'm 75, I think I'm on somebody's hit list for this kind of thing. Because if they have any information at all about me, they know that I'm a senior citizen. Exactly. And that's elder abuse. That's what mm-hmm. I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. And that is definitely a form 
of elder abuse and uh, where elderly people are being taken advantage of. And uh, it, it's happening more and more. So, yeah, just watch your P's and Q's and, you know, if, if necessary, have your phone number changed. But definitely report oh. those calls. Okay. Thank you. You're very welcome. iPhone is unmuted. Oh, thank you very much. I'm not sure how much um, you all heard before I got muted. I'll try to say this quickly. To select an email address, you shift tab back to the to the, uh, the from field, rather. And <clears throat> what I do is press the end key, which takes me to the end of that, and then press shift home, which selects it and then control C to copy it to the clipboard, then I can paste it anywhere and look at it character by character. And it oh, sounds that's a like great a great idea. Thank you. Yeah. It sounds like a lot of keystrokes, but it, once you do it a couple of times, it really becomes It's really not. No. Yeah, yeah. it's not. And the other the other um thing I wanted to say, I sometimes get emails from purportedly from people I know, even with the correct email address saying, hi, have you seen these pictures? And of course, they're an attachment. And you know, never, ever open an attachment that you're not expecting. Oh, absolutely not. Because that can really be, allow um, all kinds of malware into your computer. Mm -hmm. Into your system, But yeah. one thing I wonder when I get those emails, d does that mean that the actual sender's email, uh, sender's computer has been um in some way attacked so that it is sending out those emails or is that a phishing scam where someone has obtained those email addresses that's basically what it is i bob that would be a phishing scam right yeah i'm i'm, I'm not sure the technical about that but yes yeah. yeah i would think that they're just okay. you know have an email address and they're sending these things yeah. out. Yeah, I would say it's probably phishing. I have wondered yeah. if I should notify the individual to see if they have any, you know, malware, but I don't want to do that if it's no. just a... Yeah, okay, well, thank you it, very it, much. You, I, you, I would you not respond to it, no. No, 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 no. And for heaven's sake, don't open attachments that you don't expect. <laughs> thank you very much. You're welcome. Any hey, other hands? Yes. Yes, you have a couple hands up. Maybe it's ten. Go off. ahead, Cindy. Okay, it's ten off. Just to let you know. Thank you for the time, Chuck. Okay, Nancy, go ahead. Nancy, how can we help? Come on, Nancy. You Nancy, are you mute. can unmute. Go ahead and unmute. Oh, there you go. No, you're still on mute. It's all okay, now she's on day. Okay. okay. I, I had to go to the got it button. Oh, there you go. Oh, she didn't do the got it button. Okay. Uh, Good. So the, another company that you get that you might get calls from is your cable company like Spectrum. Don't answer them. They don't call you. Don't even, you know, if you get a, you get, you, I have an ID on your phone and you get a call that says it's from Spectrum. Don't even pick it up. Oh, that's because, good news. Thank you. Yeah. Um, my husband did one time, this was several months ago, and his account actually, his bank account actually got hacked into. Wow. Well, that's a, thousand, a couple of 
a thousand over a thousand dollars. Wow. So, yeah. Now, the other thing that I've gotten was remember when they had the sweepstakes going on, you know, and they always say, well, you know, you might win or you can you can do. I've gotten calls that says, well, we have here a check for you written to you, you know, made out to you for five million dollars. Oh. I say, oh, good. I don't want it. He says, well, we can deliver it. We can bring a cop over here, you know, and have a, a special delivery. I said, go ahead, but I'm not going to answer the door. Of course, nobody ever showed up. <laughs> so you got you to be careful with those, too. Now, I have one today that I'm going to look into now that I've gotten on this call. is from Equifax saying that my account has been hacked, you know, breached. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know whether this is true or not, so i got to do some more investigation. If, I would call you, Equifax. <laughs> right, ahead, if you can Bob. get their number, you call them. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if they have a number, <laughs> but there is there is a phone number for Equifax. I don't know it, but there is one. Okay, that's all I have. Thank you, Nancy. Okay. Yep. I think we have time for maybe one more hand. Yeah. Well, Lucy, you're awfully quiet over in Clubhouse. I took it. Nobody has their hand up. No hands. No hands mm-hmm. in Clubhouse. Okay. No. Nope. Sure, you're still with us. I'm okay, here. Now. <laughs> okay. Um, so, right. I, go ahead. I, I would say summing up for me, caution is the watchword. Um, and uh, I apologize for being uh, cut down, but something's happened to our uh, Wi-Fi, which I'll deal with afterwards. And and thank everyone that that helped us with the call, um, all of you guys, and uh, uh, the folks that joined, and Rosanna especially for filling in when needed. Great job. Oh, thank you. I just want to thank Cindy and Lucy for hosting in Clubhouse and thank everyone who joined us tonight. I hope this call has been informative and will help all of you be safe. And of course, you're always welcome to reach out to uh, CCLVI if you have any questions or NYSCLV, if you are in New York State and you'd like to join NYSCLV, we'd be very happy to have you. Okay. Thank you again, everyone, for being here. Thanks, and have a great night. Thanks, Lucy and Cindy. Thank you. You're welcome. And be safe. For your help. Right. Bye.